You're tuned into Let's Talk Life XL with Shante Gamble on Mix Talk Radio. Mix Talk Radio. The most chill internet radio station in Houston. Hey y'all, welcome to Let's Talk Life XL on Mix Talk Radio. Today in the studio, I have a brand new guest and we're talking about unpopular opinions. We're still on this, y'all. So we've been, we've gotten down to acceptance and we're going to be, you know, kind of canceling out what is popular and giving our own perspective on what is, what should be more of a popular opinion. So I'm going to let my, my guest introduce herself. Hi, everybody. I am Donna Campbell. I am an international healer, a best-selling author, and a professional speaker. And I specialize in empowering heart-centered people, realign their inner balance to gain that infinite prosperity that we're all seeking. So this has earned me the title of the mind whisperer in the media for this ability to create instantaneous change for you, because we all deserve a prosperous life of happiness, prosperity, and love. Now, Donna, tell me, how did you get into your current profession? <laughs> um, a really abbreviated version of this was I was a financial advisor and a managing principal of an investment firm, and I was responsible for about $500 million of other people's money. And that amount of stress and the worry and the pressure during that time broke down my health. I wasn't able to digest food for two years. It ended my marriage. And that was, it had infidelity and anger in it. And then I became financially devastated like a lot of people during the global recession, being a single parent of two children. So I took a good, long, hard look at myself to see what was going on because I was the common factor. So I moved to an ashram, which is a spiritual living community to uncover physics and brainwave patterns and meditation and the mind body energy connection to see what these changes needed to be for me. Along the way, I met other natural healers, like a medicine woman, a yoga healer, Buddhist monks, shamans, and I studied with them all because they had the mind-body connection down. And um, throughout the course of all of my training with them, they taught me their secrets, their techniques, not only how to use them for myself, but how to use them for other people, with other people, so they too can have the same things and the same secrets that I've learned. I love it. Y'all know I'm all here for, you know, authenticity and really just trying to show up as your most authentic self, right? That's what I've been preaching all year, y'all, is really showing up for yourself, showing up for your future, showing up for your destiny. You know, we're all aligned, you know, in this thing, and it's just a matter of participation. And I think that a lot of times we don't participate in our own growth, in our own healing. We expect it to always be some external circumstance to improve before we decide to do the inner work. But Donna, you just, you know, reminded me that there is inner work that has to happen before our external circumstances can change. And for you, what was that commonality between all of the gurus that you study from all of the masters of this technique? Um, a lot of the commonality between them was everything was already inside of you. It didn't matter what it was, what topic it was, what emotion or what feeling, everything was inside of you. And if we had that, and from that point of view and perspective, you can then influence everything outside of you and return that back to you versus looking to the outside to seek um, recognition or approval or acceptance in the, in the world, because it's really on the inside. 
And that's our topic is unpopular opinions, um, digging more deeply into the acceptance part. Because I think as humans, we're all just naturally wired for to be accepted, to be loved, to be valued, to be uh, respected, to be, you know, treated kindly. What's your take on the need for acceptance? That really it's about you accepting yourself with who you are and who you are being. And it's not necessarily from the people outside of you, although they have such an intricate influence towards that. And it happens when we're little. We want to feel loved, nurtured, worthy, accepted, but yet it comes back to us in different forms. So like our parents, our caretakers, our grandparents may have been upset with you or mad at you for, you know, maybe you dropped a glass of milk or something and you didn't feel accepted in the moment that you dropped it because you knew you did something that wasn't a good thing. And, but that acceptance was already on the inside. It wasn't that you weren't being accepted, but we make that connection that because of our behavior or an accident or something that we're not because of how other people may respond in the outside world. And I totally agree with that. Being a parent, you know, I have two kids. Um, one of them is a teenager. So, you know, he's grown. He's like 19. Um, and the other one is eight. And mm -hmm. they are total opposites, right? And what I've learned is my little one seeks acceptance and approval, you know, and I've tried to cultivate a healthy mm -hmm. amount of you know, approval and just really started teaching him self-acceptance and really, you know, taking that job as an internal job and not really depending on people around him to accept him, whether it's the work that he did. You know, I say, hey, you need to feel good about this. You don't need critiques. You know, he's one of those people that's just open to constructive criticism. He's like, hey, what do you think? <laughs> and I'm like, you know, that's good but I don't want you to be dependent upon the approval or disapproval of some people that you will run, run across in your life because that will bound you to mm -hmm. everything that everybody thinks, feels, or says. How important is it to navigate healthy boundaries of wanting and feeling the need to be accepted? It's incredibly important, but again, it still starts from childhood. And something that I learned when I was living at the ashram, um, my children were at the school there. I was doing a teacher training course because I wanted to know and how to work with children in a different way. And one of the things that they taught us was your child draws this picture, colors it all in and comes over to you. Mommy, 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 do you like my picture? Well, they're seeking acceptance and approval and a recognition and they want to be acknowledged. But we as people, what we do, we automatically give them our opinion. Oh, yes, I like this. Oh, no, yes, it's a beautiful picture because we want to affirm them. But they corrected us and they said, that's not the way. And they said the pathway is point out what they did by um, observation. So, yes, I see that the grass is, is this green color and you put you know, blue in the sky and look at this bird over here. And then you ask them the question and say, how do you like your picture? And that is the key because it empowers them for self-acceptance every single time. And that denotes a boundary. So 
me raising my children to this day, I don't necessarily give them my opinion. I ask questions, they make their decision, and it's the one I want them to make. <laughs> I am all about that, right? And that's what I've, mm -hmm. you know, learned to do with my little one is ask him, like, what do you think? You know, do you think it could have been better? Do you are you satisfied? Because I yep. don't want him to, you know, kind of use me as a sounding board because he has his own envelope of creativity. He has his own, his own power. And when he taps into that, it may not be what is common, beautiful. You know, it may not be right, right off the bat noticeable or recognizable. But when we think about some of the most creative minds in art and philosophy, sometimes it took a minute <laughs> for people yeah. to be like, okay, I see what that philosopher meant. You know, sometimes mm -hmm. it takes an interpretation through experience through um, hindsight to be able to connect with whatever creative path that person was on. And it's some stuff <laughs> you like, okay. <laughs> and that's it. That's all you got. Exactly. And if you just ask questions, point out a few features, get how they feel about it, it keeps that creativity door open. They're going to go, oh, what else can I add to it? What else can I due to it. It was the exact same thing, um, designing a logo for a secondary business that I'm working on with another person. And we would get the logo back and it's like, okay, here's the logo. What do you think? And they're like, well, can we have this and this? And it's like, yep, yeah, send it back. They got a little bit redesigned. We did this like five or six times until it's like, oh, the logo is now perfect. Never, I said, this is, you know, the one I prefer. We both like the same one, but they made all the changes because it's more for them. And it's all about that self-acceptance inside that we're valid, we're loved, we matter, we're worthy every single time. Man, I, you know, growing up, I really struggled with that because for me, I was not accepted because of my skin color, right? I was very rich in ebony hues. Let's just paint that picture, y'all. <laughs> but, you know, so I spent a lot of time, you know, basing my self-worth on how people either accepted me or rejected me. And mm -hmm. that is a complete waste of time, y'all. We on the show, Let's Talk Life Excel. Y'all know I'm all about transparency. And it took me into my 20s to realize that I have to accept me first because it doesn't matter how many compliments I get or how wavy my hair is or how cute the outfit is. If I don't look in that mirror and say, Shantae, I accept you, nothing else matters. And then we're wondering why we're still frustrated, why we're still hurt. Mm -hmm. What can we do to make sure that we accept ourselves? Well, then share with you a little bit of a process here. And this is part of the scope that I do as a healer and the process that I've learned through some of the other natural healers we mentioned earlier. Your subconscious records everything as an event from the day that you were born to the day you exit this earth as a literal event. And it's assigning emotions and feelings to those events. Now, the problem is our awareness level is only about 10%. Scientists measured Albert Einstein's brain and that was his conscious awareness. So I'm not Einstein, but I like good round numbers. So that other 90%, we are unaware of how we're feeling to the thoughts that we are thinking. And all of that goes out our energy field and magnetically attracts back the feeling in that 90%. So oftentimes we look for acceptance in the outside world 
But what happened was we had one moment in an event way back when that we didn't feel accepted. And that subconscious created a mind loop tape. It was an automated response system. So what we have to do is overwrite that. Go back to the moment of that event to where you felt the unacceptance and understand what it was you needed in those moments. Maybe you needed someone to say a kind word to you, or maybe someone just needed to give you a hug instead of yelling at you. Maybe you just needed to find some peace and some balance inside. And through the various techniques that I share, you can override that feeling and emotion with a higher feeling and emotion. The event doesn't change, but your perspective around the entire event does. And that non-acceptance can be acceptance and internal acceptance, and it changes everything else in your life from that moment forward. It does. It is the resolve that is needed to have a really full destiny. To really live your best life, you really have to go inward. There is no way around this, y'all. There is no cheat sheet to this. It's no. either you do the work or you stay in the loop. You stay in the cycle. And these could be external patterns, you know, in relationships, how we process other people's either acceptance or rejection and not all rejection is negative and i think that that is another narrative that we need to rewrite is that some <laughs> redirection is needed and the only way you can get redirected is through rejection sometimes how do you balance a healthy perspective on rejection right that also is internal as well and it's not that the other person is rejecting what it is that you're doing. If you were to flip that around to the other side, it was maybe they weren't able to accept the love that you were giving and they didn't know what to do with it. So it came back to you. It didn't come back to you in the form that you were sending. So you took it on as rejection that they didn't want, like, have, etc. And instead, maybe they were unable to accept the love that you were giving. I've been there. And I think a lot of people over 40 have mm -hmm. been in that situation. And, yeah. you know, being a parent, it's no different than, um, you know, you think that, oh, by nature, your kids will accept you. You know, that's not always true. <laughs> kids mm -hmm. will, you know, reject the energy that you're trying to give them as well. Maybe they feel like they know it all yeah. <laughs> and they know nothing in comparison to what you've experienced. So, um, you know, rejection comes in a lot of different forms and exactly. from a lot of different avenues. Even with jobs, we can feel like they're rejecting us by not hiring us or promoting us. And a lot of us just go inward on the attack mode. Mm -hmm. And really, what if it's just you, they see that you don't need to be in that position. And it's just a matter of time for you to be in a position that fully benefits you? What if it's just that season of your life? The timing, do you feel like timing plays a part in everything that we do? I do believe that, absolutely. Because you can ask, pray, meditate for things that you would want to have in your life, but some things have to come into alignment first for it to be fulfilled. There might be something that you needed to learn or a value or a virtue that needed to come in, or it might've been the connection to the right person. And when we talk about the word rejection, rejection isn't no, never, forever in employment. It might be this timing issue, and it could just be no, not right now. 
It's not the right timing for it. So the soul will always create everything that it needs. And we are an emotional being. So we get to go through our feelings and emotions to understand what it is that we're creating. But the negative or lower vibrating emotions are always designed to teach us something positive and good. So if you experience something like somebody didn't accept or that they rejected or there is something good that's going to come out of that each and every time. That was so beautifully broken down. I love it, you guys. Now, let's just let's unpack a few things, right? Because I know that there are some listeners out there like, okay, okay, I'm rocking with this. So let's unpack lower vibrating emotions. What does that look like or feel like? Mm -hmm. um, a lower vibrating emotion is any time or anything that you feel that brings you down, that you might feel less than. It might be stress. It might be worry, pressure, anxiety, depression, anger, anything that feels like it takes away from you and doesn't magnify. On the flip side, higher vibrating emotions, things such as happiness and joy and abundance and prosperity, the things that we love to have and the way that we love to feel. So based on the feelings, each person has a different gauge for that. However, there's commonalities and there's five main emotions that we have as people. And then all the rest are other subcategories of the feelings of the emotions. And that's fear, anger, sadness on the lower side. And on the higher side, we have happiness and love. And all the other feelings derived from that. Now, I know rejection sends us more spiraling into those lower vibrating emotions, right? But yes. what is one way we can spiral back upward? The one way, the fastest way that I have found is to look at and see what the opposite of what it is that you are feeling is. We come here to learn through duality, hot, cold, left, right, up, down. And if you have a lower vibrating emotion, say anger, well, what's the opposite of anger? Well, it could be happiness. So it's making the mind shift to the higher vibrating emotion when you recognize the lower vibrating emotion. Um, sadness might be joy. Fear might be, you know, another form of love. Um, depression might be balance and at peace. So each person might have their own opposite emotion that they would want to go to. So the, the key is the awareness. Now, earlier I said it was only 10% conscious awareness, which is true. But if you take a moment every hour, every couple of hours and assess how you truly feel, oh, I have a little bit of stress and worry inside. Okay, I don't want that. Ask yourself, what is the opposite? And then you can take the opposite and look at the situation from that opposite point of view, from the opposite feeling to the same event. Well, I have stress and worry right now around money. So what would happen if... I had calmness and peace around money and look at the same situation from that point of view. I love it. And this is, these are things that, you know, I've practiced doing lately is really um, being more aware. And when, when I talk to you guys about showing up, that's exactly what I'm saying is being fully functional in your awareness. Just know your own crap, you know, know what you're dealing with. You got to know yourself because then that way you can take you wherever you go. Cause guess what? You stuck with you. 
you the one person you can't get away from. So we might as well, you know, learn how to really accept ourselves from not only what we've been through, I think we get stuck on that. It's healing past traumas, healing, but some of us need to really accept where we are in life currently. You know, a lot of things, unpopular opinion, you know, focus on where you are. To me, that's an unpopular opinion. It's accepting where you are. We're in such a fast paced forward momentum type, you know, society, everything is about tomorrow and less is about today or on the flip end, right? The duality, it's either all about tomorrow or all about yesterday, right? If we listen to our songs, it's always about the past, you know, or if we're talking on social media, it's always goals, hashtag goals, hashtag this. What about hashtag where I'm at right now? So how do we accept our current reality and function in a place where it's okay? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Maybe we should just do hashtag today. <laughs> and then every day it's today. When you have, when you look it up, it's today. <laughs> and that will keep us in the present moment. But there is that famous phrase um, that I hear every so often, wherever you go, there you are. Because you are have what you have in common with you. And when I went through my whole life journey, my health, my my finances, my relationship ending, all of that was within the four to a five year time period. And yet I had to take time out because I was the only common factor to all of that happening. And you have to find it yourself in there. I have a quote that I have on my website and a lot of people ask about success and failure. And really there's no success or failure in life because your success might be somebody else's failure. Or what you might see as a failure could be a success for somebody else because it's all based on perspective. Somebody could say, yes, I made it to XYZ goal. And somebody's like, well, I've been doing that for two years. I got to make this other goal over here. That's not successful to me. So I used to say, well, life is about experience. So then if you really liked what you were doing, just keep doing it because it brought you happiness on the inside. And if you didn't like it, change it and do something different. But even going a little deeper than that, it's not about whether you liked it or you didn't like it or the experience that no matter what you created, there was always a gift. Even in the happy moments, there's a gift. There's a joy under the joy, a peace under the peace. And so the quote actually says, there's no success or failure in life. I used to say it was about experience, but now I only see gifts. So there's always a gift under the gift under the gift. So even when you're happy, there's still a deeper gift there. All you have to do is look. That is so on point. I mean, man, y'all. I, and I think that, you know, we have to really, you know, not even I think, I know. I know that if we really sat down with ourselves, gave time, time. Mm-hmm. I made a post. We have to give time, time. And I don't think we do that. Even when it comes to self-improvement or self-realization um, or internal growth or acceptance. It's a process. It's a development of small successes that free you. So if you want to know if you're accepting yourself, do you feel free with you? Can you stand in the mirror naked and be okay with that? Can you tell yourself the truth and be okay with that? And if you can, then you've reached a level of freedom. And for me, that freedom, that internal freedom allows me 
the opportunity in this space to accept myself. And when I find those roadblocks, those areas where I don't really approve or it's hard for me to accept, you know, because I think even some success is hard for people to accept. This the idea of it being of being successful, especially when it's like staring you in the face. And we don't talk about that too. But when we when I get to those places and I'm struggling, I just sit with it and I unpack it. And like you say, sometimes it takes me back to the seven-year-old little girl. Mm-hmm. It takes me back to the 15-year-old girl, the 30-year-old woman, you know, and sometimes it took me back to the person I was 10 minutes ago. So it just matters about what is the what what work are you really doing? What work are you doing internally to see those external changes? And even if you're not, let's just be honest, because sometimes sitting with yourself is the hardest thing to do. I mean, you just judging yourself. So if you let up a little bit, you'll probably find it, find it a more pleasing process. Mm-hmm. You can go kicking and screaming or you can just go. But growth is going to happen one way or another. Now, we've come to the end of the show. I mean, I've really enjoyed this. So before we go, please tell us how and where we can follow you and support you. Okay, that would be awesome there. Um, The quickest way in the United States is to text the word manifesting to 26786. So it's texting the word manifesting to 26786. And what that will do, that will connect you to the website, DonnaCampbell.com. It will connect you to Instagram and Facebook and all the other social media links. And it will connect you to actually a consultation call with me if you wanted to learn more about how this whole process works. If you're outside the United States, probably the easiest way is just to go to DonnaCampbell.com at the website. You guys, make sure you go and you follow her. Make sure you go, you follow her. Um, you're doing what it takes to really just tap in. Get your get the fullest. If you're going to live life, get the full fullness out of it, right? You might as well. All right, y'all. Thank you for tuning in to Mix Talk Radio. You can listen in every Saturday at 1 o'clock at www.mixtalkmedia.org or download the app, y'all. Make it easy for yourself. Go to the Apple Store, Mix Talk Radio. It's purple. Till then, bye, y'all. You're tuned into Let's Talk Life XM with Shante Gamble on Mix Talk Radio. Mix Talk Radio. The most chill internet radio station in Houston.